Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children 18 plus, you are tuned in to the Lone Officer Podcast with me, Dustin Owen, and my main man, J.C. John Coleman. Dio, what is poppin'? Yo, we just came off that, like, marathon of an episode. Shout out Brett Young. That's gonna be hard to follow, man. With Brett Young. I, dude, that was a great episode. Inspired my ass to do something. I'm a huge fan of Brett. Like, yeah. like I met him through his brother, T.Y. T.Y. was one of the first guests we yeah. ever had yeah. on. Yeah, like, I want to do an episode on just, like, insurance in general. Yeah. And and then I had T.Y. stick around. And yeah. um, that was back during COVID. And you and I were still trying to find our voice. Yeah. We were still trying to find our way. Mm-hmm. Um, and how I talked. How I met T.Y. is an even more amazing story. I think we shared that in one of those early episodes, so I won't bore people with it today. But, you know, today we're big time. John, today we're 10K on YouTube and growing. Yes, congratulations. That BHAG. Yes, that BHAG has been met, so now now the bar has been set, and we're going to raise it another level or three. By three, it's because the new goal is 30. Let's go. 30K. You know, I think the more people learn about us, I think the closer we'll get to be able to hit that 30K mark. I would agree with you. So I think a great way for people to learn l- learn about us is for us to start attending other people's conferences. We got to get out there. We got to start making the, the the circuit. So let's do this. Okay. You and I. Yes. We've been talking about this for a while now, by <laughs> the way. Right, yeah. But but we're actually going to do it because we've actually booked our flights now. Yeah. We've booked our hotel room. Yep. We are going to be staying at the Palm Palms. Resort and Casino. Yep. We fly in on Tuesday, September 19th. Because the event is September 20th and September 21st. We're flying out on September 22nd. We are going to be participants for Mortgage Mastermind. Mastermind Summit 2022. They let us have, they let us, they They let us in, John. They gave us two mics in an hour. They they let us in. I still don't know if we're going to get any walk-up music. I'll talk to the AV guys when I get there. Perfect. But here's what I do know. I do know our friends at Jungo stepped up to the plate. Shout out, Jungo. If you're looking for a great CRM, Jungo is the CRM that we use Mm -hmm. in the mortgage operation that I help run and operate. Uh, But uh, I think Stephen's given us room for about 200 people for our presentation. Mm -hmm. I think there's going to be over 1,000 people that attend this event. Uh But uh, typically about 200 or 250 will stick around for lunch. Jungo stepped up to the plate. They said, hey, look, let's not make people pay for their own lunch. And let's not take their lunch time away from them. Mm -hmm. So let's do what we call a working lunch. So JC and I are going to be on the main stage. We're going to be doing a town hall meeting. Mm -hmm. By town hall meeting, if you've never been to one, here's what happens. Anything goes. Ask us anything. Word. You have a topic. You have a concern. You have a question. You're probably not the only person. Mm-hmm. Why don't you raise your hand, ask it, and let's discuss. While we're discussing, you'll be eating some great you'll food. You'll be eating some great food prepared at the Palms but paid for by Jungo. Word. All we have to do is say thank you, Jungo. Thank you, Jungo. Yep. So um, if you want more information to the event, because this is not a TLOP event. We're just guests yes. of the event. But JC has done a great job. If you go to tloponline.com, thelonehustlepodcast.com, on the main page, upcoming events, you can click mm-hmm. the, the Mortgage Mastermind Summit. It'll take you to their page. You can register. Yeah. You can book your own hotel room. Yeah. You can start looking into flights, or if you have a car, you can drive there. Um, we live in Florida. We're probably going to fly. Hopefully. More than likely going to be Delta with a layover in Atlanta, John. Nah, we're going to take Frontier, bro. We're not doing Frontier. <laughs> and um, Southwest is not currently flying direct from Good Orlando riddance. to I'm Vegas. Out. 
I don't know. I'm all confused, but we're Delta guys, you and I, yeah. so we'll fly Delta. Okay. Um, and we'll get out there, but we look forward to people coming out there and hanging out with us. That's yeah, the first time. Like, like we, this is going to be our first time to actually interact and get face-to-face with y'all. Yeah. Um, and it's an awesome event. It's an event that I've been to in the past. It's an event that, as an originator, I believe in. Word. Therefore, I want to be a part of it. Maybe once we get out there and we meet even more people, that's when we'll see the YouTube subs yeah, go up. Go. That's that's maybe our coming out party. I think so. We're going to geek out. We're going to geek yeah. out today. This is for my mortgage professionals. This okay. is for my real estate professionals. Anyone who sells real estate for a living, anyone who finances real estate for a living, or if you're looking to buy real estate. Mm. Okay. Probably about 60% of the American populace right now is going to be needing to tune in to learn about two, one, buy downs. Oh, snap. Yeah, you look super excited about this topic, JC. No, I just, I'm excited about, yeah, what's a 2-1 buy-down, Dustin? Perfect. Not many people know what a 2-1 buy-down is. Mm -hmm. And a 2-1 buy-down is a, in a very elementary way, it's Mm -hmm. a way for someone to have an introductory rate in their first year, a slightly higher rate in their second year, and then years three through 30, then their their mortgage adjusts to the market rate. Isn't that what you call an arm, Dustin? That is not an arm. An arm is an adjustable rate mortgage, mm. at which point your interest rate is fixed in for five, seven, or 10 years, and then it becomes an adjustable, which means it can go up or down every single year for the next 30 years. Okay. A 2-1 buy-down means we are fixing in what your interest rate's gonna be the day that you lock in your interest rate. We know what it's gonna be. Right, so like in today's market, we know, John, your rate is gonna be 6%. Okay. But in year one, it'll be 4%. In year two, it'll be 5%. And then in year three, it goes to 6%, and it'll stay 6% for the next 28 years. Hmm. So we have not done, as an industry, any, or very many, if any, 2-1 buy-downs for the past decade plus. I can't remember doing a 2-1 buy-down, maybe, Maybe 2008. So they've been around for a while. It's not like a new product. Oh, this isn't new. No, 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 no. No, here's what I love about today's market, right? And what I love about this industry. I love the mortgage industry because it's Mm ever-changing. It's dynamic. It's cyclical. So there's certain things where there's patterns and we can follow the patterns. There's certain things where it's a brand new quarter, a brand new month, a brand new scenario that we've never had to deal with before. Mm -hmm. Or we haven't had to deal with in 12, 14, or 15 years. So the scenario that we're having to deal with right now is home prices have shot up mm-hmm. by about 40% in certain markets over the past 30 months. And mortgage interest rates have gone from rock bottom, dirt cheap, mm-hmm. super low to 6%. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, 6%. still a great rate, ladies and gentlemen. It's still a great, <laughs> great rate. rate. It's not a great rate when you compare it over the, next, over the past five years. Yeah. Okay, so you have many home buyers who are currently paralyzed in sitting on the sidelines. Mm. Okay, if you talk to most economists, if you study housing, Dave Ramsey of all people, mm-hmm. who's so uber financially conservative, mm-hmm. but I follow Dave on Instagram last night, his post was all about there not being a housing um, bubble, bubble mm-hmm. right? It was about why the market is way, way the way the market is and why things really aren't going to change and why you're not going to see these drastic drops in in sales prices. Okay. So a a 2-1 buy down in the market that we're in and we've seen interest rates go from 3 to 6 
and you have these paralyzed buyers sitting on the sidelines. Well, if you're a real estate agent, your job is to be an educator and get those people that are sitting on the fence and mm -hmm. use education and get them off the fence. Mm -hmm. And maybe it's not just education, but it's also a little bit enticement. If you're a loan officer, your job is to bring value to the real estate and builder communities. Those realtors and builders that you serve, that you ask to refer you business, you need to offer them education and bring them value. Well, understanding how a 2-1 buy-down works so that they can help market and educate potential home buyers is a way to help get people off the fence. Hmm. It's also a way if you have a seller who in today's market is freaking out, John. It's been three weeks and my house isn't sold yet. What the hell? I thought I was going to sell overnight. Yes. Okay. Deep breath. Take a step back. It's okay that your home hasn't sold and it's been three weeks. Like, let's think about the normal sales cycle. How long do homes typically sit for on the market before they sell? And they typically sit for somewhere about six to eight weeks. And that's in a good market, mm -hmm. not in a depressed market, like in a good market, in a good seller's market. So don't be fooled of what the past two or two, two, two and a half years were like, but people are, they can't wrap their brain around mm -hmm. what it was like selling a home in 2016, like just six years ago. Mm -hmm. They can't wrap their brain around what it was like selling a home in 2018. All they remember is 2020 and 2021. That's all they So you have a seller who has the home listed for a price that may be top of the market and hasn't sold in two or three weeks and they're freaking out. Mm. We need to drop the price. We need to drop the price. And the realtor, a good realtor is like, oh, I think we're priced accordingly. We just haven't found the right buyer. But the seller's freaking out. We need to drop the price. Well, a good realtor could say, let's not drop the price, but let's offer a concession to the buyer to entice them to look our way. And you may be like, what do you mean a concession? Well, what if we could market and sell this home where it had an inter introductory rate for year one, it had a step up rate for year two, and then years three through 30, it had the fixed in rate that was locked in on the day that the borrower made their loan application. Hmm. And what if, because by the way, two one buy downs, as we're going to explain, they do cost money. And it's money that's not paid for by the buyer, it's paid for by the seller. And typically what they end up costing is 250 basis points. For my non-math majors, that's 2.5% of the loan amount. So what we typically advise sellers to do, let's say you have a home and that home is listed for $300,000 mm -hmm. and it hasn't moved. It's been two weeks and the seller's freaking out. Mm -hmm. Okay, they shouldn't freak out, but they are. Well, they wanna, let's drop the sales price by $20,000 or $10,000. Okay, you could do that. Or, or you could advertise your home for sale with a 4% interest rate in year one, a 5% interest rate in year two, and a 6%, which by the way, that's today's current market, a 6% interest rate for years three through 30. And then as the seller, you are going to purchase or pay or give a closing cost credit for that 2-1 buy-down, which actually only cost about seven grand. So instead of dropping your price by 10, 15, or $20,000 to entice a buyer to come buy the home today, you advertise the property for sale with a subsidized interest rate for the first two years. And you purchased that or paid for that with a closing cost credit for the buyer. 
So now all of a sudden that buyer is able to make a mortgage payment based on a 4% rate in year one, a 5% rate in year two, and then it's going to adjust to that 6% rate. To put that in dollars and cents, you essentially save them $180 a month in the first year, $90 a month mm -hmm. in the second year. And then, you know, by the third year, it went to the uh, normalized interest right. rate, right? Uh, which at this point was 6%. Well, if you try to correlate that to, well, what's the mindset of a home buyer? Like if you're, if you're to buy a home today, John, and you're in, you know, growth mode at your career, mm -hmm. do you anticipate each year to make more money or less money? I would hope more. I hope more. Yeah. Like, yeah. like I know you personally, I know some of the things that you're doing both internally as well as externally mm -hmm. to put yourself in a position to increase your income. Mm -hmm. So as your income increases, can you afford an extra $90 a month on your housing payment? Absolutely. Okay, cool. And then could you afford another $90 a month? Yeah. Yeah. So if each year for the first two years, it steps up mm -hmm. more than likely your income is going to be one in which, I mean, heck, if you think about it, if you just got a $1,200 a year raise, mm -hmm. You can afford that step up, <laughs> yeah. right? And and most times your raises are going to be eighteen hundred to, to thirty six hundred dollars. Mm -hmm. So you one hundred percent can afford that. Now let's say you're like, I don't know if I could afford that. I, what if my income just stagnates? I'm going to ask you this, John. What do you think your rent is going to do? It's definitely going to go up. Yes, probably a hundred bucks a year. Yeah. So automatically, if you're renting a place, you should anticipate in today's market where there is no vacancy out there, and there's no really end in sight that we're going to have this gluttony of empty apartments and empty homes to rent, mm -hmm. you should anticipate every single year that your, that your rent payment's going to go up. And that's regardless if your income's going to go up. Yeah. Right. So like when you're a homeowner, you can lock in that payment, you know what it's going to be. And, and you can know what it's going to be year one, year two, years three, all the way through 30. There will mm -hmm. be some slight variations, things like real estate taxes and homeowners insurance. They tend to go up marginally each year. Sometimes they go down, but normally they tend to, to edge up. Uh, with inflation, with cost of insurance increasing, et cetera. Um, but a 2-1 buy-down, getting back to the, the most basics, it is a way for a consumer to use a seller credit to lower their interest rate by two percentage points in the first year, by one percentage point in the second year, so that it'll allow them to ease into that mortgage payment. It could also be an inducement for a buyer to buy one particular home versus another. If I'm a seller and I'm offering this, I now have an extra bell or whistle that's going to attract buyers to my property. If I am a realtor and I have a seller who is freaking out and they're screaming that they want to lower the sales price, maybe I can prove my value and earn my commission by not necessarily just dropping the sales price, but keeping the sales price where it's at and then offering some kind of an incentive to the home buyer. Hmm. And that incentive should cost less than what it would be had you lowered the price altogether. And by the way, if you lower the price by 10 grand, the home buyer, all they see is about 60 bucks a month in cheaper payment. That's it. That's it. All they see is about 60 bucks a month. So for most people, they would rather have the $180 a month mm -hmm. and then the 90 bucks a month mm -hmm. savings for the first two years than they ever would just 60 bucks a month because, and we've talked about this on this show, John, once or twice, or maybe a dozen times. What do you think we are projecting mm -hmm. mortgage interest rates to do over the next 14 to 24 months? I, we anticipate that they will creep back down. Yes. 
we anticipate that they're going to go back down, possibly back to 4%. Mm-hmm. So the likelihood of whoever is getting a mortgage between January of this year and June of next year, mm-hmm. the likelihood of them keeping that mortgage for more than two or three years is very low. Right. There's a great chance the loan that we're doing for you today is the best loan for you today, but it's not your forever loan. Now, that's always been the mortgage industry. Like, on average, you're only going to keep your mortgage for five to seven years. You're either going to mm-hmm. refinance it, you're going to sell the property, you're going to pay off the loan. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just statistical analysis of 50 years of data. But when we can see where we currently are economically, we can forecast where we're going. The forecast is calling for 80% chance of lower interest rates. <laughs> yeah. You know, like... Like we, we had the radar out there. The Doppler system is, is working. Yeah. We can see what's going on. So to offer a two one buy down for a home buyer who more than likely is going to refinance before they even get to that 6% rate, you're basically able to offer them a 4% rate today, a 5% rate next year. And they're going to refi before you even get to six. And, and they're going to refi before they ever get to six anyhow. So I understand this, Dustin. My somewhat remedial brain when it comes to real estate and mortgages, why aren't more people utilizing this strategy, this tactic, this... Well, the purpose of today's podcast is so that they will, right? right? Most of them don't know about it, right? Think about how many people have entered into this industry since 2016. Mm. So in the past six years, none of this would have, would even made sense. Like what, huh? Two, one buy down. What? Like when was the last time that, that we had homes sitting on the market and people were freaking out? Mm. Like I was today years old. Yeah. And by the way, homes aren't really sitting on the market. Right, we're normalizing. We talked about that a couple episodes back. Like we're normalizing. People are freaking out. It's like, why are you freaking out? Because it's like are. it's like the person freaking out who's thirty six years old and they're looking at their four hundred one k state when you're freaking out. Why? You got time? You, yeah, you can't touch that money until you're fifty nine and a half. Yeah. Like you're freaking out. Who cares what the market does today or tomorrow or next year? Mm-hmm. Like I'm looking at the big picture, but. As humans, we're emotional. As humans, we we have our various fears and anxieties, and um, there's a lot of knee-jerk reaction going on. And, you know, I've always joked in life, like, you know, you can't fix stupid, and you can't argue with crazy. Mm. So if if I'm a professional real estate agent and I have a home seller and there's no rationalizing with their thought process, I need to be able to bring solutions because that is my job. My end job is to be resourceful and to be a problem solver, period, end of story. Mm-hmm. That's a loan officer's job. That's an insurance agent's job. Mm-hmm. That's so many of our jobs is just that. So a 2-1 buy-down could very well be a solution to helping move a property, a solution to help get a paralyzed buyer off the fence. Because I know and you know and Dave Ramsey knows that this is still – a good market to buy a home in. If you are if you are gainfully employed, if you're going to be geographically situated in this location for another three, five, or seven years, mm-hmm. and you're in a place in life that homeownership makes sense, you buy a house. You don't sit around and try to time the market, especially when the, the odds are not in your favor, that by waiting, you're going to, to, to earn anything greater, right. right? By waiting, that's another six, nine, or 12 months that you're paying rent. Rent's 100% interest. Right. That's another six, nine or 12 months that you're stuck living with your parents. Good luck pulling a shorty when you live with mom and dad still in your 26 years old. At least I got my shirts ironed. 
At least you got your shirts ironed, and that refrigerator is always stocked full of food, yeah. fresh food too, right, not right. not food that expired God, uh, yeah. six weeks yeah, ago. Exactly. Yeah. So two one buy downs is something that loan originators, y'all need to be researching. You need to run the numbers. You need to be out there speaking and presenting mm -hmm. to the real estate and builder communities. You need to talk to home buyers out there that when they're making their offer, you can coach them to hey, it may make more sense for you to ask or to be willing to pay full ask but ask the seller to contribute X amount of dollars towards your closing costs, we can use that money hmm. to help you ease into this payment, right? That's how we use a 2-1 buy-down. Loan officers, you use this as a reason to call a realtor, as a reason to go present to a builder. You're bringing them solutions, right? Same thing with your borrowers. Your borrowers want options, whether it's to get a quote from you and a quote from two other lenders, mm -hmm. or it's whether they get a quote from you and two other options from you. All they want is options. You need to be the guy or the girl that has those options that can look at their financial picture from the lens of a financial advisor and start giving advice and start coaching and laying out the various options. A year ago, six months ago, a seller would have laughed you out of their house. Get off my lawn. Yes. <laughs> if you if you did anything besides offer them five or ten grand over appraised right. value. Yeah. Now you're like, look, I'll pay you your full ask, but I'm gonna request that you contribute X towards buyer closing costs so I can use that X as a way to ease my way into this payment. Hmm. By the way, I'm not gonna do a whole episode on this, but hint, hint, wink, wink, nod, nod, home buyers, mortgage loan originators. What if you used a seller credit to buy out PMI? Let's say you had a borrower putting three or 5% down doing a conventional loan mm -hmm. that required PMI. Did you know that you don't have to pay PMI monthly? You can actually do a one-time lump sum buyer paid mortgage insurance. Why not use a seller credit to offset that? In many cases, that PMI could be 120 or $180 a month. Mm -hmm. What if I was able to get the seller to contribute six or seven or $8,000 towards my buyer's closing costs, or if I'm a buyer towards my closing costs, and I use that to buy out my mortgage insurance. So now I'm putting 5% down. Yes, my rate's 6%, but it's 6% without me having to pay monthly mortgage insurance. Mm. That makes way more sense than trying to buy the home for 20 or 25 grand cheaper. Mm. A seller might not be willing to drop their price 20 or 25 grand to move the house, but they would be willing to contribute $7,000 towards my closing cost. And the reason why I use 25 grand in that example is because if you dropped your sales price by about 25 grand, you would end up seeing your monthly payment lower by about 150 bucks a month. Or, which not many sellers would be willing to do that drastic of a drop. Or you just ask the seller to kick in $7,000, use that seven grand to buy out the, the need for you to pay monthly mortgage insurance. Ta-da. Your monthly payments impacted the same, mm -hmm. but one way you're able to get the seller to buy in, the other way you, you didn't, and maybe if they didn't do either, you weren't willing to buy, but you are willing to buy if you can get some kind of inducement. This is a buyer-friendly market. That's a Mike Smalley term. Stole it from Smalley this morning. It is a buyer-friendly market, right? It's still a seller's market, but it's at least buyer-friendly. Right. It used to be buyer-abusive. Buyer-bullied. Yes, it was bullied. <laughs> yeah. The previous 30 months, buyers were being bullied. It's now at least buyer-friendly. Right. And there's going to be some some old school methods that we're going to dust we're going to dust them off, mm -hmm. right? We're going to we're going to scrape off the rust, yeah. spray some WD-40 yeah. on them, and get them moving. 
And some of those things are going to be getting creative with monthly mortgage insurance, utilizing two one buy downs. Hmm. So in, in a nutshell, that's a two one buy down. That's today's market. That's how we can use these two one buy downs to prevent sellers from having to do something drastic, such as lowering their, their, their sales price. Hmm. It's also a way to entice or induce buyers to get off the fence. Here's one last thought for my realtors out there or loan officers who coach in and are in business relationships with realtors. When you drop a sales price, mm -hmm. you also drop the realtor's commission. Uh oh. Think about that. Yeah. Yeah, you start dropping sales prices by twenty grand, that could be four, five, six hundred bucks. That realtor's now not earning a commission. Something else you do is you impact the value of the neighborhood. Yep. So if you're trying to keep or maintain the integrity of the value of that particular neighborhood or community, yeah. when you start doing sales price reductions in order to, to entice buyers to get off the fence, you're hurting your neighbors, you're hurting your neighbors, you're hurting your community. So utilizing two, one buy down, utilizing seller credits to, to buy out monthly mortgage insurance. That's also a good way to selfishly make sure realtors earn top commission, but not so selfishly withhold in the integrity of the value of the neighborhood in the community. So that's two one buy downs. That's getting creative. That's being an advisor and not an order taker. Word. Any further questions, John, or do you think I did a decent enough job of explaining two one buy downs to the audience? You did a great job on it. Perfect. Have we pimped out TLOP online, the loan podcast.com? We have, have yeah. already this today. One, yep. Uh, multiple times. Multiple times? Yes. All right. But why not one more time? Why Go not? to tloponline.com. Yeah. How, where can people find us? tloponline.com. Everything's everything on that? Everything is on there. Like, funnel everything. Like, can I find our YouTube channel? Yep. You can watch every episode. You can listen to every episode. You can, can watch clips on from social. You can follow us from our show. Yep. Well, I can follow you on Instagram just by going on tloponline.com. Just go website and see the icon in the top left corner. Facebook? Everything. LinkedIn? There. Yep. Even TikTok? Yes. Get out of town. Gosh. Get out of town. Sounds like John. someone actually built a website. Sounds like JC knows what he's talking about right. with the website. Yeah. Yeah, no. Uh, we have fun doing this. And by the way, when you're on the website, become a member. It's free. Mm -hmm. It is free to be a member. It's called a freemium membership. Word. We're now up over a thousand total members. Yes. Most are free, mm -hmm. but we do have a solid 15, 20% of those members. They want the good shit. Yeah. They want the top-notch, all-in, premium yeah. membership. And if you have a question, a difficult question, and your manager is ghosting you because that's the kind of manager they are, head over to the online community and drop the question in there. Yes, but you have to be a premium member to have access to the online community. Yep. You also have to be a premium member in order to be invited to the Zoom town hall sessions Ooh. that we host on a monthly basis. Yes, you do. You do not have to be a premium member to inquire about our coaching opportunities, mm -hmm. right? We are going to launch coaching in the month of August. Mm -hmm. We're currently taking reservations, mm -hmm. uh, trying to engage interest. Mm -hmm. um, but the premium membership, it's a whopping two and a half Starbucks a month, right? It's like one and a half movie tickets. If you want to go see Top Gun, you it's going to cost you More probably than. about $35 for you and a guest right. or a date to go. Right. And we have the content we have is days worth of content, not just two and a half hours or however long the movie is. Yes. So for $25 a month, actually twenty four ninety five I think, or yeah, 99 something yeah. like that. I don't know what you and Dennis came up with. It's a donation. This is the, don the donation that John and I are going to use to buy a new camera. Yeah. It's the donation we're going to use to pay for our flights and our hotel room to head out to that event in Vegas. Yep. 
right? It's what we are going to use to put back into the show, to put back into the website so we can continue to grow the audience, grow the brand, and bring value to not just the mortgage and real estate community, but literally we want to bring value to anybody who is looking to better themselves from a financial standpoint, a sales leadership standpoint, an entrepreneur standpoint. This is everything you should have learned in high school, but didn't because it wasn't taught. Of course, it's going to come with a mortgage and a real estate flair because that's our background. Word. He's John Coleman. I'm Dustin Owen. That's all the time we have for you today, but we look forward to catching you on the next episode. Peace.